your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fans i am jared ellis and you're listening to locked on hurricanes on the locked on podcast network your team every day and this episode is brought to you by locker room download the app and join me tomorrow after the game to get in on the action locker room changing the way we talk sports and as always you can find me on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 and on facebook you can find the show at locked at LO underscore Hurricanes and on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And for that locker room app, you can follow me on there at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I can't even think straight, folks, because last night's game was amazing for the Hurricanes. They came out and beat the Florida Panthers 4-2 to and really showed why they are the first place team in the Central Division. Um, And diving on into that stuff, I will say the first period was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, Florida was able to take an early lead, um, but after that, the Hurricanes were able to uh, tighten up their defense, um, which loose defense had been a problem over these past few games, but they were able to tighten that up, and they actually held Florida to zero shots in the final 13 minutes of the first period, which is awesome. Um, That defense was playing how we know they can play, Um, and that's something you love to see, and they're going to have to keep doing that um, from here on out to you know now until the end of their postseason, wherever that may end. Um, But looking at that Alexander... Barkov goal. Um, you know, Ned, he was able to make the initial save. Um, I forget who shot it. Um, I don't remember if it was Barkov or someone else. Um, but you know, he got stuck down the ice um, when uh, Barkov finally uh, was able to get the shot off and he was stuck on the ice and he couldn't make the save. And you could tell how frustrated he was with that one um, for sure. But again, you know, after that, you know, again, the Hurricanes were able to bounce back and held them to zero shots in the final 13 minutes of the period, which, again, is just freaking awesome. Um, and then, you know, the second period was very reminiscent of Tuesdays against um, Tampa, where the Hurricanes just blew the doors off of the place and ended up going into that period down one to nothing and ended it with a three to one lead. Um, and Jordan Martinuk, he tied the game just 14 seconds into the second period on a pass from Jordan Stahl. You know, if you watch the highlight of it, you know, they're still, you know, Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy, they're still talking about, you know, the uh, beginning of the period stuff that the announcers always talk about. Um, and, yeah, 14 seconds in, boom, Marty ties it up. Um, and whole new ball game or hockey game <laughs> there. Um, and then... Nino continues his bounce back season as well, where he scored on the power play for the Hurricanes, showing why they have um, the top power play in the league. He got that on a Brett Pesci rebound, which is 
awesome. Again, Nina's really having a bounce back year after having a pretty down one last year. So that's great for him as well. But really the highlight of not only the period, but arguably the game, we'll talk about the other one in a bit, um, was the Ajo Natchez 2-1-0 uh, penalty kill goal. It's a goal that you just have to... You just have to see it. I'm sure all of you guys have seen it by now, obviously. Um, but it was freaking awesome. Um, you know, in post-game stuff, Ajo said that he thought he had the breakaway, but Natchez is so fast, you know, he got there with him. Uh, they opened up to each other and just passed it back and forth, I think like four or five times. And then right as soon as they get to Bobrovsky, uh, Natchez passes it back to Ajo. Ajo scores. Bob never knew what was coming. I don't know of a single goalie in the league that could make that stop. That was just insane. Uh, maybe Andre Vasilevsky or Mark Andre Fleury. Maybe they could make that uh, stop. But good lord, that still is just amazing and definitely, honestly, one of the highlights of the hurricane season so far. Obviously, there's still a lot of hockey left to play. You know, you got the remainder of the regular season and then postseason as well. So still a bunch left to play. But man, that was a beauty of a goal. And then uh, the Hurricanes were also um, in this game, you know, able to kill off eight of nine power play attempts uh, by the um, Florida Panthers. Um, you know, that one... Eh, there that they didn't was you know in the third period uh when they were uh when florida had a two-man advantage and i believe barkov scored again uh yeah uh barkov scored again there in the third period on that power play goal there um so i mean good on him he uh, he is a heck of a player um i'm not going to deny that and he rightfully so earned the second star of the game he did have a pretty great game uh, I don't think anyone's going to deny that but the Hurricanes they played out of their mind um, but the other arguable highlight of this game came from Alex Ndelkovich we'll, we'll talk more about him in just a second guys this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. Now, back on into the Hurricanes, um, because like I said, Alex Nadelkovic played amazing and like I said yesterday he should really be in Calder Trophy consideration if you actually um you know I was talking about that yesterday of course you know I'm just you know telling you the stats like who he's ahead of you know and they're in Vesna consideration like Vasilevsky, Fleury, uh, Grubauer you know he's ahead of all these guys statistically and he's not in that conversation and not even in Calder conversation um and he's uh, the best rookie goalie this season by far and one of the best rookies in general this season by far look at the season he is having folks Alex Ndelkovic should easily be in the Carter Trophy consideration like I said yesterday I think the only reason he hasn't been in that conversation as much is because 
he's a goalie and he isn't playing as much as some of the other skaters out there. Um, that's the only reason I can think of that. And you know, he's in a much smaller market than some of these other guys. Um, but if you go and read Michael Smith's recap of the game, he even mentioned it in there uh, after talking about that amazing glove save that he made in the third period on Jonathan Huberto. Uh, that was also on the Florida power play that just, again, you know, talks about how good the Hurricanes penalty kill has been this season. But, you know, he said it there. Calder Trophy consideration anyone. Like, he is freaking amazing and he is just flying under the radar and not getting any well hardly any recognition he did uh win one of the nhl's rookie of the months um a couple i think like a month or two ago um so yeah he's gotten a little bit but nowhere near as much as he is deserving of and it's an absolute crime and alex and should be in this calder trophy consideration um because following last night's game he's at fourth place in the nhl in goals against average with a 1.87 goals against average and in save percentage he is also in fourth there with a 9.933 save percentage he is having an amazing season folks and again just no one's noticing and now yeah he's um, tied at 19th um, in wins this season with uh, 12 total wins uh, on the season so far. And again, I think the only reason he isn't in this conversation for Calder Trophy is because he's a goalie and he doesn't play as much um, as some of these other skaters. And with the Hurricanes um, having used a three-goalie system, uh, this season as compared to other teams who you know just use two you know again he isn't playing as much and I think that it's probably the reason why but it's a damn crime because he is having a phenomenal season and if you deny that you are an idiot and of course he is again tied for shutouts uh, in the NHL with three and he's tied there um, at five with Again, you know, other guys that are in, yeah, or above guys that are in Calder Trophy or Vesna Trophy consideration. And again, yeah, he's just criminally underrated this season. And teams are going to regret that um, this postseason, which is how under the radar he has flown all year because he's going to amp it up to the next level in the playoffs i just know it and he is going to be dangerous but now enough about ned um we could go on for hours um about just how underrated he has been this season and it's crazy because heading in i'm like oh man i don't know and now yeah he's i'm arguing for him to be in calder traffic consideration and potentially vesna trophy consideration um but moving away from Ned, um, just to another few stats, you know, coming out of this game, um, Sebastian Ajo had a two-game goal or two-goal game last night, excuse me, and he now leads the team in goals with 20 goals. Um, and important thing about that is that he has now reached the 20-goal mark, 
each of his five NHL seasons. Obviously, he is going to score more goals um, as the regular season uh, comes to a close. I don't think anyone's going to deny that there, um, but kind of makes you wonder uh, what would his final total be um, had this been a full regular season. Um, and same with last season, you know, what would his final total have been had the season not gotten cut short? Um, it would have been very interesting to see how that would play out then and now. Um, and with him also having uh, two shorthanded goals in this game, because his empty netter was a shorthander as well, um, when he got won the skate race for the uh, Slavin uh, miss on the empty net, yeah, he was able to net that second shorthanded goal. And with that, he has recorded his 12th career shorthanded goal, and that passes um, Dave Tippett, who had 11 for a franchise record in career shorthanded goals. And with Ajo just in his fifth NHL season now, you know there's going to be plenty more, and he's going to continue widening that gap. Um, so we'll just see how that goes. And one other fun stat uh, from this game is that with Cedric's Paquette uh, fight last night, which was his first official one in a Hurricanes uniform, uh, the Hurricanes have now had three straight games with a fight. Obviously, Jake Gardner being the first one, um, then Martinuk uh, being the second on Tuesday, and then Pocket last night. Um, this is the first time since 2013 that they have had three straight games with fighting majors. Um, so, where I've said, you know, in the past, you know, I, I kind of wish, you know, they ramp up the physicality and, you know, just stand up uh, more. And, you know, they're really doing that at, here lately. Um, but I do, as much as I love it, um, I am a little cautious because the Hurricanes are now starting to get bit by the injury bug a little bit. Um, and I don't want too many guys to be out of the lineup. Um, while, of course, the Hurricanes are definitely have that next man up mentality of, okay, so-and-so's out. All right, I'm getting in. Um, you know, Brady Shea is now out with a concussion. Tavo is still out. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Um, maybe we'll see him tomorrow on Saturday, but we don't know. Um, and then Peter now being out again with a lower body injury this time. Jordan Martinek is now out as well. He went, he exited the game uh, with, again, a lower body injury. Um, and as of right now, we don't know anything on that. Um, oh, and then, of course, Brock McGinn is still out as well. Um, so if, you know, after the game, uh, Rittenborough said, you know, they didn't know anything, they'd be hopefully find out more today, uh, being Friday. Uh, as of recording right now haven't heard anything as far as what's what's the deal with marty hopefully he'll be able to be back in the lineup tomorrow he has now had a goal in two straight games and marty you know, doesn't score often so it's really cool for him uh to be scoring goals honestly um you know me him being my favorite player on the hurricanes i love seeing that you know um but regardless, you know, you don't want him to rush back and potentially hurting himself long term. Same with all the other guys that are out right now. Um, want them to be out um, as long as they need to be. Uh, because, again, you don't want them to injure themselves long term or potentially come back too early 
and then just make the injury that they had even worse and then be out even longer or potentially damage their career. But something fun that did come out today is that the Hurricanes could potentially clinch their playoff berth tonight without even playing. We'll talk more about that in just a second, guys, because first I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Um, I have told you guys about these folks many, many times, but... If you're new here, uh, Built Bar is, of course, the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors with new stuff coming in all the time. And regardless of the flavor, all bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are great for the health conscious individual as they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And they're also great for keto diets. So built bars are a great way to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And right now when you go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And of course, folks, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Ballinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search the Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. I'm loving uh, what they're doing right now. And I can't wait for the uh, actual draft live stream because I cannot wait to see what my New England Patriots are going to do. Now, tonight, folks, the Hurricanes, like I mentioned, can clinch the playoff tonight um, or, you know, obviously tomorrow because the way they can do it tonight um, is if the Chicago Blackhawks are able to beat the Nashville Predators in regulation. So the Hurricanes don't even have to play tonight to actually make the playoffs. Um, now, of course, if the Blackhawks don't beat the Predators in regulation or the Predators win, um, the Hurricanes can, of course, win tomorrow night um, when they play the Predators if they win doesn't matter if it's regulation or overtime. Um, they can win. T- they can enter the playoffs tomorrow. Um, and depending on how things go tonight between the Chicago Blackhawks and Nashville Predators, um, the Hurricanes could make the playoffs tomorrow um, just by forcing overtime um, and just getting the one point. Um, it could happen, but that's just something that's very you know, iffy, you know, how that's going to happen. Um, A lot of different things in play there. Um, But I have no doubt that, you know, the Hurricanes will, if they don't tonight, because, you know, that game's, you know, out of our control. If they don't clinch them tonight, um, I have no doubt that the Hurricanes will be able to do it tomorrow. Um, They have really had the Predators number all season long. They're leading that season series. Well, they've already won it, but they're leading it right now 6-1, to one, looking to make it 7-1 to one, uh, tomorrow night. But whenever they do make the playoffs, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, whenever, um, 
this will be the first time as the Carolina Hurricanes that they've made three consecutive postseasons. Um, definitely says a lot, you know, about uh, just you know how the Hurricanes have been in the past. Um, so you know, for them to be able to do that finally, that's amazing. And you know, whenever it does happen, it's the first time that the franchise as a whole, Hurricanes and Whalers, has made the playoffs um, three consecutive seasons since the Whalers did it seven straight seasons from 1986 to 1992. So it's crazy, you know, that the Hurricanes are finally getting uh, continuous success um, because, you know, yeah, they've won a Stanley Cup and made it to conference finals uh, before. Well, they made it to two Stanley Cups. Um, they won one. Um, but, you know, they can continually be good because for so many years it's been like they're really good, then they take a giant step back. Really good, take a giant step back. And now they're continuing to take big steps forward. And they're finally looking like they're ready to put another banner up in PNC Arena. Um, but before we go, you d as always, you know, after Hurricanes games, we want to take a look at the standings as to where the Hurricanes are right now. Now, of course, they are still atop the Central Division. They have now bridged a little bit of a gap there between themselves and the Panthers. Um, the Hurricanes now have 67 points and a 31-10-5 record. Um, the Panthers, again, still in second place. The Panthers now have a 30-13-5 record with 65 points with the Tampa Bay Lightning right on their tail at a 31-14-2 record and 64 total points. And then down in fourth spot, again, with a still a sizable gap there between three and four. Uh, the National Predators are there at 25-21-2 and, and 52 total points. The Blackhawks, again, or the Dallas Stars now right on their heels. They have overtaken um, the Chicago Blackhawks, the uh Stars are in fifth place at 19, 15, and 12, 50 points. Um, so they could easily tie it, you know, should they win their next game. Um, and Nashville loses, obviously. And then uh, the Blackhawks are, again, right behind them at a 22, 20, and 5 record and 49 total points. So the Blackhawks are still very much in this. Um, they're not out of the race yet. Um, they could still make the playoffs. Um, but they do have their work cut out for them. Um and looking at the other divisions, you know, no change in the north. Still Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Montreal. Um, and a decent gap between Montreal and Calgary. As Montreal has 49 points, Calgary has 41. So I think we're seeing what we're going to see out of the north division. And frankly, same with the east. You still have Washington, Pittsburgh, New York, and Boston sitting atop that division there. Um, so that's pretty much what we're going to get. And really the only other tight race for the final playoff spot is out in the West Division. Um, you have Colorado, Vegas and Colorado in the top two spots. They have clinched playoff spots already. Um, then you have Minnesota there in the third spot with 61 total points. They're making it in. Um, and then Arizona is still holding on to that fourth playoff spot in the West. Barely. They're at a 20-22-5 record with 45 points. And then the Blues are right on their heels at 19-19-6 and 44 points. And then you still 
you know, same with the uh, the Blackhawks. You have the Sharks right there. You know, they're still in the race. Um, it will take some work, but they could do it. Um, they are at a 18-23-5 record and 41 total points. Um, so they could do it, maybe. And now the Kings, they've, uh, they're sitting at 40 points. I don't see them doing anything, but, you know, uh, they're technically they could still be in it. Uh, but I, it is definitely for me going between the Coyotes and Blues. Um, and then the thing is, all three of those teams are consistently losing because uh, no one wants to actually win that uh, because then they'll have to play either Vegas or Colorado. Um, and right now, you know, with the Hurricanes win uh, last night, they're still in second place in the NHL behind only Vegas. Um, they're one point behind Vegas, so still very, very much in the President's Trophy race. Um, and then we have Colorado, Florida, Tampa, rounding out the top five, and then expanding out to the top ten. You have Washington, Toronto, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders, and Minnesota Wild. So we're right around the corner from the playoffs. It'll be here before we know it. And hopefully, yeah, the Hurricanes can keep a hold of the top spot in the Central Division. They, of course, have Florida again tomorrow night. And then uh, following that, um, they have Dallas on Monday and Tuesday. So then really the biggest test is going to be on uh, Thursday, next Thursday you know, when they have Detroit. And you know, just looking at the remaining schedule, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games remaining in the regular season. Um, it's crazy that, you know, we're that close to the end. Um, but the Hurricanes are looking like, you know, a really formidable team. Um, hopefully they can get their injuries together. Um, and these guys can get back into the lineup because the playoffs are going to be tough. Um, everyone knows that the Hurricanes now, they're legit. They weren't just a flash in the pan, um, like they were, you know, that they could have been, you know, back in 2019, you know, following that Eastern Conference final trip, you know, they're not in the flash in the pan. They are legit and they're here to stay. Um, you know, as you know, they showed the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night when Trip Tracy said that. And they're here and they're ready to contend for a cup. And damn it, Alex Nadelkovic is ready to contend for a Calder and Vesna trophy, damn it. Um, but that does it for today's episode, folks. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Give it a like on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. Um, follow us on follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And on the locker room app, again, at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you folks tomorrow. <laughs>